Age of Valor, Volume 1, Heritage, by D. E. Morris. A full cast production, narrated by Conrad Hetzer. The morning dawned brightly, and the air was chilly. Each day that passed brought the winter season closer, and made the land colorful in preparation for the change. Trees were on fire in leafy cloaks of orange, red, and yellow. By mid-morning, the bright sun would be so high that the brilliant azure of the surrounding sky would be a soothing contrast. In the still, early morning hours, Altain woke up under a blanket of thick fog. It hung low to cling to rooftops and familiar paths and walkways. Far above, the castle Altain was free of the mist and shone like a beacon in the rising sun. Luella looked up at it with no discernible expression. She sat outside the tavern at one of the many tables scattered about the town left out overnight. I know what you are thinking. A large mug of hot mulled wine was placed before her, and Luella wrapped her hands around it. The heat seeped into her fingertips and palms, burning a trail down her throat as she swallowed a sip. It felt as good as it tasted. Smiling suspiciously, Luella looked at her companion as she set her mug down. Really? I'm not reading your mind, if that is what you suspect. Tasserin sat across from her with his own mug. Can you read minds? The elf shook his head, tasting his wine. No. Some elves can. Some can see the future. Some can cast spells with old magic. There are many varied gifts among my kind. And yours is a spirit link with Sule. Tasserin nodded before Luela asked another question. Can you have more than one gift? Yes. Though it does not happen very often, and has only happened once that I am aware of in my lifetime. Luella's eyes narrowed in mischievous amusement. How old are you? He said nothing for a moment, his mossy grey eyes sparkling with unexpressed laughter. He even took a slow sip of wine while Luella watched him impatiently. I am a few short years away from two hundred and fifty. For a moment, Luella looked shocked, though she quickly recovered. Wow! The world must have been such a different place when you were a child. I have seen many changes. With the giver's blessing, I will see many more. Luella gave a small smile, raising her mug in agreement to a statement before drinking. In her turmoil last night, she had fled the council and made her way outside of the castle. Sule found her on the road down the mountain and going into town. With persistent encouragement from the unicorn, she climbed onto his back and wrapped her arms around his strong neck. The speed with which he ran down the mountain and through the streets of Altain was exhilarating. It almost felt like flying, or what she assumed flying felt like. There had never been any opportunity or freedom to use her own wings before. Sule sped past surprised and awed villagers out into the open fields far past the outskirts of Altain. Luela didn't know how long they kept up the breakneck pace, and couldn't even remember where the unicorn had taken her. 
but when they stopped running, they appeared to be in the middle of nowhere. There were no houses to be seen, no trees, not even the tallest spire of Altain was outlined in the dark. They were surrounded by lush green grass and a cloudless night sky above them. When Luela's feet hit the ground, her legs were sore and unsteady from the long, hard ride. She fell to her knees, and Sule was right there, nudging her to make sure she was alright. Despite the weakness, she was laughing. She'd never felt so carefree. Her hands went to Sule's cheeks, and her forehead rested against his muzzle. <laughs> I am fine. He whinnied softly, making it sound as though he was laughing as well. Thank you, Sule. She pet his velvety face still resting against him with her head. I know I'm not speaking elvish, but somehow I think you understand me. He nibbled at her ear, and she shrieked, giggling and <laughs> shying away from his whiskers tickling her face. They were out in the fields for a long time. Luela lay in the grass while Sule rolled beside her. Sometimes he was still. Sometimes he stood to eat. Twice he even left her, though Luela didn't worry. She had no fear that he would leave her for too long. She took the time alone to stare upward, count the stars, and think of happier times from her childhood. It was impossible to tell the hour at which Tasserin found her, only that it was late. He came with Sule, walking beside the unicorn to whom he was so connected. Sule told me you were together though I did not expect to have to travel so far to find you. Oh! Luela sat up, hearing the gentle voice. Even quick hands could not completely tame her wind-blown hair, or find all the grass and leaves stuck within. She started to get up, but Tasserin held up a hand. Please, do not rise on my behalf. The elf pet his unicorn, speaking something quietly in elvish. Sule pawed the ground lightly and whinnied, causing his companion to smile. Bringing his attention back to Luela, he asked, May I sit with you? Oh, yes, of course. Suddenly, she was overly self-conscious. As Tasserin sat beside her, she smoothed the skirt of her gown over her legs. She looked around awkwardly, searching for something to say. When she looked back at him, his smile was genuine even though hers was crooked and half-hearted. A thought struck, and Luela pursed her lips briefly. Have you come to tell me that Ashlyn is displeased with my actions? Hmm? Oh, no, not at all. I simply came to make sure you were all right. Sule told me you were, and though I trust his judgment above that of any other, I wanted to see for myself. His pale eyes flickered to her hair lips curving upward. Forgive me. He reached over and pulled a blade of dead grass free. Luela blushed furiously upon seeing it. Thankful darkness hid her coloring. She ran a hand over her hair, feeling for debris. Oh, you said Sule told you I was fine. She wanted attention elsewhere, but Tasserin pulled another bit of grass from her hair. Well, how did he tell you? Do you speak telepathically? Sule cannot actually speak. He took the last leaf from Luela's tangled mess. He understands the common tongue, will almost always respond to Elvish, 
but cannot verbally communicate himself. However, because we are spirit-linked, he can speak to me through pictures. Luella looked at the elf strangely, running a hand over her hair one final time. I do not understand. Everything he sees, I can see. Everything he feels, I can feel. Even the feelings he absorbs from others, those too to an extent. Right now I can see your face from his point of view. Feel his feelings for you. And feel some of your nervousness. I'm not nervous. Tasserin gave a gracious smile. Sometimes the feelings of others can be misread. Forgive me. Luella looked over at the unicorn, standing only a few feet away. He blinked lazily. What does he feel about me? How does he see me? There was a brief moment of silence as Tasserin gathered his information. He sees you much the way that I do, though there is an odd tint of lilac about you, perhaps because of the lack of light. As for his feelings about you, he is very fond of you. Protective. Her heart melted, and Luela felt warmth all over. He is protective of me? You are emotionally vulnerable, and he wishes to correct that. It seems he liked you from the moment you met. His brows came together slightly. You said he was beautiful. Luela nodded, causing Tasserin to smile. That explains it. Unicorns are very vain creatures and are attracted to those who find them as beautiful as they find themselves. Luela laughed, and Sule snorted dispassionately. Oh, Sule, I cannot believe you that superficial. Tucking her hair behind her ear, she looked at Tasserin. How did you realize your special link with him? It is something of an odd story. I did not realize I had the gift of spirit linking until late in my childhood. Sule found me in the woods one evening. I was on a scouting expedition and saw him moving through an opening in the trees. He was not even half his present size at the time, and shone so brilliantly in contrast to the dark surroundings I thought him a spirit. In fact, that is what Sule means in my language. Spirit. Not understanding what I was truly seeing, I broke from my assignment to follow him. Sule, being the intelligent creature that he is, gave into a great chase. I know now how playful his kind are. He stayed well ahead of me, too far to see what he truly was, but close enough to taunt me. All at once he was gone. I tried to track him, but for all the prints I found, he had simply disappeared. I am still uncertain of how long he let me look. Eventually, he appeared directly behind me, soundless, as I was turning around. His stealth startled me more than anything, and I stumbled back. As an elf, I have senses enhanced far beyond that of a human. I had never had anyone sneak up on me like that. At least not successfully. Sule neighed, an obvious laugh. He is amused by this. <laughs> Tasserin looked to his unicorn with a wry smile. He is greatly amused, yes. It would seem he had been tracking me since I was a child, staying close and always watching me. How did he know you were the one he would be linked to? They say the unicorns are born knowing, though I cannot say for certain if that is true. 
All I truly understand is that they are born on the same day as they're linked and will die in the same way. What do you mean? If Sule were to die with his heart pierced by an arrow, a wound would open itself in my own heart, and we would pass from this life together. In the same way, if I were to have my bones broken and my final breath stolen, Sule would surely stumble and find his end. To lose a linked is as crippling as any fatal wound. It is worse than losing a spouse or a child. It is losing yourself. Your soul loses its will to continue. That is so... sad... and beautiful at the same time. Luella looked down, wondering what it must feel like to be so connected to another living being. Uh, forgive me, your story went in another direction. Oh, no need to apologize. Most know the legend of the spirit linked. It is refreshing to tell it to someone unfamiliar. Now, where were we? Ah, Sule startled me and I stumbled. As I stepped back, a briar scratched my face, causing it to bleed. Sule immediately stepped forward and touched his short little horn to my wound. It was healed instantaneously, and at that very same moment I saw myself in my mind, though clearly from his point of view and not my own. Did it frighten you? No. I had been told of the spirit linked by then and quickly realized what was happening. It excited me more than anything, to be perfectly honest. By that age, most would have come into their naturally born gifts. I was assuming that I would be among those who would possess no extra abilities. Meeting Sule was thrilling. We were quick in learning how best to communicate with each other, quite literally gaining new perspectives on things. The part that took the most adjustment was the emotions. Suddenly, I had the most intense feelings for people and creatures I had never even met. That must have been very strange. It was. The affection was not the problem, nor even the rare faces of loathing. But the pain was not something I was expecting. Sule approached them now. Close to them, he went down on his front knees, tucking his legs under his body as he lowered himself to the grass. We both have lost friends and family. To share anguish like that is paralyzing at times. He was silent for a few breaths, solemn and thoughtful. Luella could think of nothing helpful to say, and was surprised when Tasserin turned his head to give her an encouraging smile. But the good will always far outweigh the bad. For the rest of the night, the pair spoke of childhood memories, things they would never forget and the times they wished they could. It was easy conversation, and deeply meaningful. By the time the sun began to lighten up the sky, Luella felt as though she had known Tasserin for years. He was gentle, caring, and easy to talk to and trust. There was nothing about him that seemed foul, and though she was exhausted, Luella was reluctant to return to the castle to seek rest. Now, in the hazy morning light, she drank the rest of her wine, and gazed across the table at her companion. You never told me what I was thinking. Sensing a challenge, Tasserin raised an eyebrow. He didn't answer her right away, but instead spent a moment examining all the little scratches on his mug, rotating it on the table to see every chip taken from the pottery in its many uses. At the moment... It appears as though you are regretting your decision about coming to Seness. 
For a moment I was. I was feeling sorry for myself, thinking no matter what my decision had been, I would have regretted my choice. And what good does that type of circular thinking do you? None at all. And so, naturally, you changed your mind. Naturally. <laughs> Being with you helps. You flatter me. I have very much enjoyed my time with you as well. How is it that you've been alive for so many years, and yet you have no wife, no children? Or have you, and they live somewhere else? Oh no, I have no family in that matter of the word. When you are linked, it is like a marriage. You are always with one another to an extent. Finding someone we both can agree on would be a bit of a challenge. I am content in my life at the moment and choose not to seek out a mate. If I am meant to be with someone, only the giver will know how to organize and orchestrate it. He looked at her oddly then, almost fondly, and Luela felt her cheeks grow warm. Tasserin noticed and looked down. Forgive me. Sule is very fond of you. As you said last night, does that make you fond of me as well? It does. Though I cannot say for certain if it all comes simply from him. You were kind to come to me last night, and even kinder to stay. I have not felt so comfortable just being myself before. No one has ever really cared to speak to me of worldly things, or of anything with substantial meaning. After the way I left Council like a sulking child, I was certain it would be the end of the alliance between Ashen and myself. Have more faith in her. She tried to protect you last night. I know she did. But to hear of all the planning, and the work that went into the infiltration of the castle, of the actual murder of my father. With a frown, Tasserin leaned forward to touch her arm across the small tabletop. Luela, I do not know anyone that would have reacted any differently. You must know that no one finds fault in your actions. I just think I could have reacted better. When you left, many people came to your defense. Really? the High King of the Volar, as well as Ashlyn's own parents. I need to apologize. I believe that would take some of the weight from Ashlyn's shoulders. Tatherin pulled his hand back to his wine. For all the toughness she presents, when something hits her, she's wounded deeply and carries everything with her. She felt dreadful when you had gone. I would not want her to feel badly. Luela looked up at the castle again. They were all on the verge of something great and terrible. To be separated by something that was so easily mendable would be foolish. There was no more time to play at being on either side. She knew it was time to choose and to commit to her decision. It is hard to remember why this whole thing even started. I sometimes forget that Ashlyn and Kinnaid lost their birth parents to an act of warring led by my own father. If it was not her, it would have been someone else. Forgive me if this sounds callous, but the results may not have been as clean had I been another to assault the king. I know, and you are right in that. Many others would have simply attacked the castle, as they have before. There were years of hurt and sorrow beneath her surface. Her expression sometimes gave it away. Luela, 
She looked at him as he leaned forward to bring his hands together atop the table. You are not alone anymore. There is nothing you will be asked to shoulder by yourself. Please, remember that. In times of joy as well as those of heartache, there are those that would have you lean on them to share in your feelings. I would ask that you think of me as one of them. A smile came to her lips, shy and slow. Thank you, Tarsarin. I will try to remember to let myself depend on others when I need to. Aside from my brother before he changed and hardened, it is not something I have done before, so forgive me if I sometimes forget. Of course. He stood, his smile mirroring hers. Offering his hand, he suggested. Perhaps it is best to head back to the castle. The meeting to discuss tactics will be beginning shortly. Will you be joining us? Do I need to? No, though I believe it will show great support for Ashlyn if you did. It is important to show unity now. Then I need to apologise to her first. Is there time? There is always time for an apology. Apology. 